This is not a mistake. We actually do have a second episode of the Youth Up podcast. I have the pleasure of hosting the very first one. We we're hoping to do a couple on the weekends. I'm going to rotate through the cast of hosts, but I, of course, am your host, Wyatt, and I will be starting us off with the very first solo show. The NFL schedule released on May 7th, and I'm be honest, I feel like it was a weird one. I always kind of thought that when you played your week one opponent, it was somebody within your division, a division rival. I remember as a Giants fan, I don't remember the last time we played somebody outside of the Dallas Cowboys, but this time we actually have the Pittsburgh Steelers on a Monday night football game as our very first game of the year. But I don't know, we're going to roll with what we have and we have all the time in the world to go over who has the best schedule. And I know all the odds makers are going crazy right now because they actually get something to go off of. But I just want to go over our week one predictions and I'm going to make some some takes, some picks on our week one opponents here. Very first one, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. And this doesn't take much for me to decide at all. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. You can label this one that this is the Frank Gore revenge tour, but this is that's pretty much the only headline that you can go off of this game. Um, I'm not really a big Sam Darnold guy, and the head coach, Adam Gase, doesn't really instill much confidence in me either. Uh, he's got those those crazy eyes whenever he's reading something looking down, and he always just kind of feels like, even before the game has even happened, he's defeated. But I'm not going to pretend that like Josh Allen is this finished product or that he is the second coming of Patrick Mahomes, because I think that's what people hoped he would be, but he never ended up being that. At least not yet. He's still developing. Uh, but most of my faith goes into Sean McDermott, who is a defensive guru. And that on the defensive side of the ball, they did not get much worse. They probably got better. Not to mention Stefan Diggs. But we're going to move on to the next one. It's the Miami Dolphins versus the New England Patriots. And I'm going with the Dolphins. I feel like this is a bold pick, and I might actually be too high on the Dolphins. But this is kind of dependent on Tua being the week one starter. So for some reason, the Dolphins have the Patriots number. They just kind of seem to win games and pull them out of nowhere. And even if Tua isn't the week one starter, Ryan Fitzpatrick might go out there and throw up four touchdowns for like 500 yards, as he sometimes does. I'm not going to doubt the Patriots' ability to evaluate quarterbacks, but I don't know much about Jared Stidham. I never really watched him. As far as I'm concerned, he did not win a Heisman, or at least try to win a Heisman. Well, not try. I'm sure he tried his best, but he he wasn't anywhere close to winning a Heisman to the same level that Tua was. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this first week one matchup. Next, we got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns, which I think on paper is really exciting, but I don't know much about the Browns going into this year, especially because they just changed their head coach. They're going to be much improved, and I think that Odell Beckham is kind of one of my favorite players for a bounce-back player of the year. But Baker Mayfield is still kind of unproven. We don't really know what this team is going to look like under Kevin Stefanski as their head coach. I know Nick Chubb is going to be great, and I definitely want to put him in if I have him on my fantasy team. I think last year when he scored 43 points, I did not put him in, and I look like a fool. I actually lost that matchup that week, but... Baltimore is still one of the top teams in the league. They still have reigning MVP Lamar Jackson. They added Patrick Queen. They added J.K. Dobbins, who's basically Mark Ingram 2.0. I said that before, but 
they're going to be building off of last season. And they're almost, it's almost like a revenge tour because they've heard all the talk about how Lamar Jackson can't do it in the playoffs. They've heard all the talk about how maybe they're a little overhyped. I think that they're ready to, to kind of take another step this year, if you can believe that. So I mentioned it earlier. My New York Giants are opening up with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I can't in good faith pick the Giants to win this game. It's a Monday night game, and I don't think that matters, but I want to believe that the Giants have done enough to take this game, regardless of whether Big Big Ben plays or not, but the Steelers still do have the edge. I think that when you look at their defense side of the ball, they have TJ Watt. He's a pro bowler. They have Mika Fitzpatrick. He's a pro bowler. And they're good enough to challenge this young offense who's still trying to kind of come into their own. I know Joe Judge doesn't really have like uh, necessarily where the question is about Joe Judge. I'll put it this way is I don't know what his stamp is going to be on this team. I know he has a background in special teams and maybe we just return like 15 kickoffs for, for throughout the game and all of our punts. And that's how we win the game. Maybe he's a special teams guru, but I don't know how this Giants team is going to look going into this next year. I will definitely watch this game as a Giants fan, but I definitely hope I can still see the screen through my Giants tears. The next one up, we have the Bengals versus the Chargers, which will probably be the best game jerseys-wise going into, into the week one. Chargers got new jerseys. I'm in love with them. I kind of want to be a Chargers fan just for the sake of buying a jersey and putting one on. But I think that this game would be more fun to look at if it was Burrow versus Herbert. But instead, it's Burrow versus Tyrod Taylor. And there's no disrespect to Tyrod Taylor. He's a solid pro. But he was named a week one starter for the LA opener. And we're going to watch Burrow play against guys like Derwin James and Kenneth Murray. who Derwin is a pro bowler. He's an all pro. Kenneth Murray is still improving, but I really like him, and I thought that was a great pick for the Chargers. So this is going to be a challenge for Burrow in his first game, and I don't see that the the Bengals have enough to win this one. This one's a fun headline. It's the, it's the what's it called? The Mitchell Trubisky Bowl. It's the Houston Texans versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going with Kansas City every day of the week. The the headline Mahomes versus Watson is about the most interesting part of this matchup, but Houston is still having the war flashbacks of the 51 unanswered points that the Chiefs put on them in the playoffs. There's going to probably be less defense played in this game than the Pro Bowl, but Mahomes and his weapons will come out on top. Uh, Deshaun's going to be fighting for his life against a pass rush of Chris Jones and a just kind of stripped apart Houston, Texas teams. Real quick, before we we move on, can we just get a round of applause for the worst GM in the league? When Bill O'Brien goes home and he just gets his butt kicked by 51 unanswered points again, he can only blame himself. Next, we have the Indianapolis Colts versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, This is an easy one. I'm just going to go with the Colts. There's not much to say. The Colts are really trying to win a Super Bowl this year. Jacksonville is not. So, Colts every day. The Titans versus the Broncos. This one's actually probably going to be very interesting. Um, I'm actually going to go with Denver on this one. I don't want to pick against my 2020 all-decade wide receiver, Jerry Judy. Um, There's a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball for Denver, Denver, but on the offensive side of the ball for Tennessee, 
we're going to be asking a lot of Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry to kind of recreate their magic from last season. And I hope that they do. They were fun to watch, but it's going to be unlikely that they do that, especially against a defensive mind like Vic Fangio. He's probably behind Bill Belichick, the second greatest defensive mind in the NFL. So Denver takes this one easy. We have, what else? We have the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Carolina Panthers. And I don't really have a hot take for this one either. Uh, Much like the Colts and the Jaguars, I'm just going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I think that the Carolina team is going to be formidable going into the season, but uh, the Raiders are just farther ahead in their transition, and Carolina is just now starting their transition. So it might be easier for the Raiders to kind of take this one, especially because they were actually kind of in a playoff push last year. So I think this team's ready to start winning games. Dallas Cowboys versus the LA Rams. As a Giants fan, it breaks my heart, but I'm just going to go with the Cowboys. Um, I can't in good faith pick a team that thinks that they've done something right with the logos that they have, like the Rams have. Every time I see that logo, I just kind of, I cry a little bit. It it breaks my heart to see that. Philly versus the Redskins. Um, I'm going with Philly. The Redskins are interesting, to say the least. Uh, Whether Dwayne Haskins makes the jump or not, I think is going to be the big focal point for Washington. But Philly is not too far off from a team who won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Their team is built ready to win now. The Redskins are built more to win a little bit later down the road. I'm going to skip that. I'm going to go to Chicago and Detroit. And (laughs) this might be... I don't know, no disrespect to Chicago, but this might be the toilet bowl of the week one. I mean, not might be. This is definitely going to be the toilet bowl of week one. Um, let's be honest. The, neither of these teams have proven themselves to be anything special, um, but at least the Bears have Cleo Mack, and they have something to go off of on defense. I really like their pick in Jalen Johnson. Um, so I'm going to go with the Bears on this one, and not to mention that the Bears outweigh the Lions' 10 tight ends to only five tight ends on the Lions' side. So... They're not really nearly as prepared as the Bears are going into this. Green Bay versus Minnesota. So the Vikings are legit. I really think they're they're legit. I think that they could win a Super Bowl this year. Uh, The Packers could be legit, but they didn't really make any moves to make that a sure thing. I can't go out and say the Packers are the best team in this division. The Packers are definitely going to win this game. I can't say that. This is basically the same Packers team as last year, and I just feel like the Vikings got better. Um, my mind is mainly on the acquisitions that they got in the draft. They got Jeff Gladney, and they got Justin Jefferson, and that bolsters both sides of the ball. And not to mention that this first game is actually played on a Sunday and not a Monday night, so Kirk Cousins can sleep soundly knowing that he doesn't have to play on a Monday night football game. Uh, Arizona plays the San Francisco 49ers, the team who just went to the Super Bowl, San Francisco 49ers. And I don't know if I really have to explain myself for this one. The 49ers are fresh off of Super Bowl appearance. They still have one of the best defensive rosters in the league. And I really like what the Cardinals have done so far, but I don't think it's enough to dethrone the NFC West champions. Here's the one I skipped. I really want to talk about this one. It's probably the most interesting one of the day. It's Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. And this is basically going to come down to which quarterback throws their back out first between Tom Brady and Drew, and Drew Brees, who just don't seem to quit. They keep coming back every time I go, you know what? I'm not done yet. And they keep coming back. 
Um, this will be a fun game to watch, but I'm not going to write off how good the Saints were last year. I know Tampa Bay has added a lot of things. Of course, Gronk and Tom Brady, and then their offense is great. But I think New Orleans has a great defensive roster, and they also have one of the best play callers in the NFL in Sean Payton. Plus, not to mention, of course, Drew Brees, one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time, and Michael Thomas, who just had a historic MVP level type year last year. Um, there's the Falcons versus the Seahawks. This one's an easy one. Um, I'm going with Seattle. And whether the Falcons say it or not, Dan Quinn is coaching for his job this year. And they've made some roster changes. They've added Tom, Todd Gurley. They released, I think, Desmond Trufant. They are far from the team that went to the Super Bowl just a couple years ago. And on the flip side, the Seahawks haven't had that great of a year. They've lost a lot of people on the defensive side of the ball. They haven't really proved their offensive line at all. But as long as they have Russell Wilson, I'm definitely going to give them a chance to win this game. I really like Matt Ryan too, but I think Russell Wilson, he was the second best quarterback last year. And head coach Pete Carroll, he always kind of seems to get the most out of his players. Whether, you know, they're just like a, a random third round pick. Which, by the way, can we mention how well the Giants, or not the Giants, I wish it was the Giants, how well the Seahawks have done, the GM for the Seahawks have done for acquiring talent. He, in his tenure in Seattle since 2010, has acquired at least four Hall of Famers. Earl Thomas, Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman, and Bobby Wagner. Four Hall of Famers. And only one of them was drafted in the first round. That would, that would be Earl Thomas out of Texas. That's crazy. So I think Seahawks, they know what they're doing. On some level, they know what they're doing. And whether Jadavian Clowney signs with them or not, it's not going to change my pick on on how much they're going to win this game by. Seattle takes this one easy. So I wanted to end the show with a couple of hot takes that I've kind of put together throughout this year. And more will come. I'm definitely going to say something stupid in one of the weekly shows, but uh, my first hot take is going to be there will be three rookie wide receivers with over 1,000 receiving yards this year. And I'm not going to just make this claim. I'm going to name the players that I believe are going to have 1,000 receiving yards. Of course, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and Justin Jefferson. And I don't think that it's been a long time. This is a, this is a historic wide receiver class and has been a long time since I think we've seen this many wide receivers come in and make such an impact as these guys will. Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson are all in offenses that that they're going to benefit a lot off of the other players around them. Jerry Judy is playing with Cortland Sutlin. Um, They added KJ Hamler and Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon and Phil Lindsay. I mean, if Jerry Judy just ends up with a couple man-to-man options, He's gonna he's gonna win those. He's gonna get a lot of yards. CeeDee Lamb, I've kind of imagined him playing in the slot a lot for Dallas, and there's probably not a slot corner that can guard him, especially because they can't press CeeDee Lamb. So it's gonna be a lot easier for him to get open. And of course, Justin Jefferson, who is my sleeper for rookie of the year. I think that he's gonna have a really big year this year. Um I don't want to reveal it because I know some of the guys who play in my fantasy league are gonna be listening to this, but Justin Jefferson is definitely a guy that I would look at to acquire in your fantasy drafts. The next up uh, is going to be rookie of the year will not be a quarterback this year. 
and it's mainly a quarterback award as all awards are in the NFL, but we're going to have to wait for three out of the four quarterbacks to take a starting position. And the one that is going to be taking a starting position might be off to a slow one. Um, Joe Burrow is not in a terrible situation for Cincinnati, but I don't think he's going to be able to overcome some of Bengals shortcomings like their defense. I think that Kyler Murray gets a lot of credit for his almost wins last year against like the 49ers and the Hawks. And although he did play well, I think that they, it's a little bit too much to go, wow, look at what Kyler Murray did. And Tua might be able to be in that conversation depending on how he does. Um, it kind of depends on whether the Dolphins really try to shield him. I can, I believe in Tua, and I believe that he's going to be a great NFL quarterback, but I can also see a possibility where maybe he struggles a little bit coming out and trying to get up to the speed of the NFL because these guys are going to be different. Whether he played at Alabama and the SEC or not, these guys are going to be a little bit different going against. He's probably going to get hit out a couple of times, and if he gets banged up and he doesn't play at least 10 to 12 games, there isn't a situation where I see Tua taking that my third and final hot take it's probably not so hot if you've listened to the show a couple times but i don't think that the texans are going to make the playoffs this year so the texans missed the playoffs and i've given a lot of flack to bill o'brien over the last couple weeks about the way he's managed the team and built his personnel but when you take a step back and you actually like look at the team it's way worse than you thought deshaun watson is stripped of talent around him and they're going to be asking a lot out of him after he's already done so much with more talent in the last couple of years and they still have come short. He's lucky that they ended up drafting Deshaun Watson or that he fell into the lap because honestly, I don't think that the Texans would have even picked up Deshaun Watson had he not dropped so far. On the schedule, there's only, I would say, five for sure wins this year. And it's definitely going to be a long year for Texans fans. So that's going to do it for the show today, guys. This is a a very quick one. Um, Let me know what you guys think. Tweet at me some questions. I would love to answer questions on a solo pod. Um, And then give me some ideas of what you want me to talk about. Uh, The great thing about me doing this first solo one is that I get to kind of be the pioneer of this group. So whatever you liked, whatever you didn't like, go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. Thank you.